we ready? We are ready. I'm incompetent, I'm sorry. What are we called? We are called... Considered and conceited. We'll have to work out who's who. Maybe. Hello. <laughs> Is anybody there? No, it's all good. All for us. And it's, you, the listener, if you're there. It's all about me. Hello and welcome to Considered and Conceited. You really had to think then, didn't you? I had to think about it. Yes. What's the name <laughs> of this? What's the name of this podcast? Uh, I'm sure it will just roll off the tongue in a couple of episodes. As I said, we are very professional. Uh, <laughs> we have a podcast, uh, as you all know, uh, where we not necessarily review, review films, but more hack the crap out of them, really. I wouldn't say that. Well, we did last time. No, well, that was different. But they were bad films. Well, one of them was a good film. Anyway. Yes. Um, so we're doing our obscure film. Our obscure film. And one of our favourites. So the obscure film was Life is Beautiful, which is really not that obscure. It's not, no. And it was your turn to pick a favourite. And which was that? Uh, it was The Beast of War. Right. And, um, but we're going to talk about Life is Beautiful first, aren't if we? If we must, yes. I think we must. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help me. I, don't, I can see in your eye. We'll talk about Life is Beautiful first. All right. Okay. Well, you can kick it off then. Um, okay. So it's a f- film in, mostly in Italian mm-hmm. um, of a Jewish-Italian waiter who meets a school teacher. And he tries to woo her and charm her with humour. And um, he does marry her and they have the, have a son. And then um, all the Jewish people are getting rounded up for concentration camps in World War Two. Mm-hmm. And he and his son get rounded up as well and sent to a concentration camp. And the mum decides she wants to go as well, obviously, to be with them. Yep. Um, but not, not knowing where she's going to end up. Not really, no. And they're in the same camp but not together. Um and the father is so determined to shelter his son from the horrors of his surroundings that um, Guido, is his name, I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, so I'm sorry to any Italians out there, convinc- convinces, is it Gishu? What's his name? No, no, your, your pronunciation is going to be oh. as good as it's going to be tonight, so knock, um, it, knock it out son, of the um, That it's all a big game. Yep, right. So just to, so he doesn't have to experience any of the horror of what's happening to them. Mm. So that's the story in a nutshell. <laughs> In a nutshell. Um, what do you think of it? Um, I liked it. Um, parts of it... Oh, this is going to sound silly. Parts of it I didn't feel were real. Mm-hmm. And then other parts of it felt really real and you really connected with people. Were you aware of the fact that the concentration camp scenes were all filmed in Auschwitz? No, I wasn't. No, it's... it's um, I saw it at the very end. It's, it's uh, thank you to the Auschwitz... Um, Park or whatever that historical park. I think oh it's wow! Yes, so that whole section, and I'd recognised it from other films like Schindler's List. There was, they used the same complex when they were unloading prisoners as well. Oh gosh, doesn't that just? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and that's what I mean. I was kind of had an idea that it was they were filming it uh, at Auschwitz while it was in the middle of the uh, the film, and I thought, well, that's pretty grim, you know. <laughs> so. Well, I actually found that. The scenes where he um, Guido is trying to, you know, get Dora to notice him and fall for him, mm-hmm. I thought he's he was it was too much there. Mm. Like his humor was a bit I don't know forced. Fake. It was incredibly forced. Yes. Where when he was doing it with his he was in a concentration camp. No, though. no, 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 no. This first part when he was oh trying, okay. But then 
the next part where he's with his son, it didn't feel as forced. It felt very natural. Like he's, you could see why he's doing. It. He's trying really hard to, you know, get his son to not yep. see any of this yep. horrible horribleness yep. that's happening. So for the first half of the movie, he behaved like a dick, and the second half, he was a very loving father. That's what I. That's what I got yeah. from it. <laughs> too much at the start I'm thinking oh this woman I feel like she needs to slap him in the head and say stop it yes but like she was about to marry a Nazi so you know her (laughs) options weren't great I know but it's in it was probably a little bit too thick at Mm. the start where the next part was more real for me because you could actually see what he's trying to accomplish and everything where you know he's trying to woo her but he could have done it a bit more with with less force perhaps he was charming enough that he didn't need to force it on so much yes but um he he, he did look like a mild mattered funny (laughs) stalker didn't he (laughs) I was thinking oh is there something wrong with this man yes he kept popping up and like if I was a woman and I'm not and there's no (laughs) way I could even think like a woman so let's just leave that to one side I well I'm not no I'm sorry and I I do I or do I not not think like a woman Definitely not. It just gave me okay. an image I didn't need. And I just I there we a go. drink. Hang on. I feel, <laughs> I feel I would have been mildly alarmed by this guy who kept popping up all the time in the most forced and ridiculous. I don't mind the popping up, but then the, it was, again, too much caked on. Yes, yes. Like mild sexual harassment. <laughs> what? I didn't hear. Well, I wouldn't have gone that far. But well, yeah. I would. I was sitting there going, geez, mate, he's up. But for me, at the start, it was a bit full on. Yeah. Where once I got to the concentration camp, you could actually, you know, you were rooting for him. You're going, yes, please continue this. Like, even when he's um, had the German asking who speaks German, and he puts his hand up, I'm going, oh, my gosh. I love the fact that he's pretending, you know, um, in this game, um, one, you cannot complain if you don't get to have snacks. Two, anyone who asks for snacks will not get lollipops or this or that. And I just, to me, that was just great. Where, you know, previously in the film it was just too much, which is, isn't that bizarre? It was. It, it was. Look, it was an odd film. Um, I loved it. I thought it was uh, extraordinarily powerful in the oh, second very. half. Mm-hmm. Um, the first half, I would have happily had put him on the train and send him off to a concentration <laughs> camp. But, hey, the man redeemed himself as far as I was concerned. I was, well, it's you know, almost like you could have cut that whole part of the film out and still had this ma- marvellous film. Yes, I did get a bit teary towards the end, I have to say. Oh, I mean, well, it is very... Yes, yes, it was kitchen with the balls. wrenching yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, if you just waited with everyone else, they probably would have survived. Now, even with s- subtitles and the Italian language and everything... There were some genuinely funny parts in it, and just like I thought, the comedic timing um, was very, very good. The slapstick, it, right off the mark, you know, getting in front of uh, the king and the queen of Italy at the village, like bang, straight away. And I thought, okay, well, because I didn't know it was going to be a concentration. I tried to go in with a completely open mind. So you, I you hadn't seen it before. I hadn't seen it before. Ah. I knew nothing about it other than the fact that there are people I know who it's it's their favourite movie. Um, and I thought, well, it's got to be at least reasonably good, you know. Um, well, it won, um, it won the Academy Award for Best Actor and Best Foreign Film. Who got the Academy Award? Um, Roberto uh, Benigni, the who's lead. the lead. He's also the director, so he directed it and was the lead. Well, no wonder he was frenetic then, because <laughs> I tell you what, that would have been a busy job. Yes. Yes. At least he didn't paint his um, face blue and stand in front of a whole lot of Scotsmen. <laughs> well, that's that's what um, Mel Gibson did. Yeah, I was about to say directed. Yes, I directed, <laughs> and I was a middle of a star. <laughs> Freedom! 
Smurf and a kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the killer Smurf. <laughs> Um, no, it was. I thought it was really. It was a great film, um, and there's parts of it that were genuinely funny, and there's parts of it that made you go, "Oh." Yeah. How about the pile of bodies? Um, yes, that wasn't. I mean, that was still pretty full on, but I mean, um, like little scenes, like um, oh, when um, oh, what was the doctor's name? Doctor Lessing. Um, you know, he's, he thought, yep. "Oh, this man's going to save us. He's going to help us because he's obviously trying to communicate with me." Only to have him say, oh, I've got a riddle here from my friend. And, you know, he just realised then, oh, this man's crazy and not going to help us. And, oh, my last hope was on this. And, yep. you know, just the gut-wrenching things. You can see him trying so hard. And, yep, and this is what happens when and, you trust human beings. And, oh, like, when his uncle is taking off his coat and putting it up neat. Because, mm. you know, oh, they're told, yes, you can come back to your clothes. And you you can almost see that he knows he's not going to, but he's still putting it up neatly. <laughs> and, it was really tragic. Mm. It made you go, oh, he knows and we know and yet he's still putting it up neatly. And yep. Yeah. Yep. So it was bits like that that really, you knew you knew that they knew what was happening and you couldn't do anything about it. You just go with dignity. and The, yeah. the most affecting part of the movie for you? Oh, gosh. There's so many little bits, so mm. I couldn't really pick one. Mm. I think it had to be when... Um, the son was hiding in that little box and he was watching his father being marched off and you knew what was coming. Oh, he knew too. You could yeah. tell by the look on his face as yep. he's going around the corner. Yeah. Um, there was also one bit I just want to talk about was I love the fact that they had the subtitles for the Italian Yep. and not for the German. So you're kind of in their boat. You don't know what's being said unless, mm. of course, you speak German. But for the well, general they didn't public... Have for the Americans either. So the Germans would have <laughs> felt, ah, oh, it's a German film. But no, but as in... Um, Putting us in yet another good light. <laughs> no, as in, so you, you can only see it from their point of view. Mm. And I like that about it as well. Yes. Where oh, some films would have put subtitles and, on. And some titles would have distracted from the, music, uh, the beautiful lyricism that is the German <laughs> language too, you know. Um, you know. I hope there's not any German listening to this. Oh, <laughs> sorry. So many sorry. Comments. I'm, sure it's, it's, I'm sure they'll love it. Um, we, I'll hear all about it, no doubt. But anyway... <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I thought it was pretty good. Um, better than pretty good. It was very powerful. It was very powerful. Uh, it was yeah. very powerful. Uh, the slapstick at the start was funny in places. Um, the, the female, the, the lead female, um, how did you feel about her? Nicoletta Brocci. That's, that's her. Um, she was actually married to Roberto. Oh, in real life. No, in real life. Before, before the film. Yes. Oh, really? Um, I thought she... Maybe that's why she... I thought she did okay, but again, at the start of the film, I didn't think she could warm to the character as much because it was being a little bit over the top. Mm. Where in the... At the second half of the film, yep. you know, she like when they, they're quickly taken over that little radio um, section yep. and um, they're broadcasting to her. Is she older than he is? He seemed I, younger, I, maybe because he was behaving like a teenager. I have no idea. It didn't yeah. even occur to me to think that. No. I'm an extraordinarily what? judgmental person, though, so I, I think about these things. So how did that affect your um, view of the film? Context. <laughs> Context, Pip. Context. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm, I, that didn't even occur to me. I just thought that she gave a better performance in the second half, which is funny because she speaks a lot less. Yes, and it's just, Maybe that's what it is. And um, you're just seeing points of her, like she can see where the children are being yep. Um, yep. murdered. And 
you know, thankfully her son hasn't because he's so stubborn about having a shower. Mm. And also then taking over the radio and broadcasting her and all her looking through children's, you know, they're having the women are having to sort these clothes of yep. people who have already been murdered. There was a, the suspense in it was certainly better than Alfred Hitchcock. Um, <laughs> the suspense was, I thought, really good. Like there was times when um, he, he said grazie, uh, with the little boy uh, said grazie. Grazie, and he's covered his yeah, mouth, yeah. Yep, yeah. and then the guy runs off and comes back and I thought... Well, how are you going to get out of this? I thought they'd just, he'd just be throwing him out the window and they'd be doing a bolt by this stage <laughs> of the game. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was very clever the way they did a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, no, I thought that was awesome. Yep, yep. So, um, I'm just trying to think. I, I, I didn't like her. I didn't really Dora. like her. I'm sure she was a very nice person in real life, but the character... No, I just think because he was so full on at the start, it made it hard for her mm. because you were going to her, why are you attracted to this man? Yeah, what is it? The man's a dick. When, and then and then you go, oh, no, he's not. He's actually very good. Yeah, and that's what I mean. The, the I'm first a judgmental part, monster. No, it's just the first oh. half of the film, kind of, you go, oh. But then by the second half, you're like, oh. And, you you know, mm. if if it hadn't been so full on at the start, it would have actually made you go, well, these two people are obviously very in love. And mm. I mean, obviously they were, because we could see that based yeah, on yeah. what was happening. Yeah. But it was probably a bit full on. You couldn't warm to their relationship at the very start. No, no. I, so. I... I now, when you say that they were actually married, yes, it's yes. That's that's the um, kind of thing that doesn't drop for me because I thought she didn't really look at him with somebody who was utterly infatuated. But then again, I suppose maybe she'd been married to him for ten years <laughs> and she's completely over the prick. You know, oh, you're just carrying on like an idiot again. Yes, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe um, she just couldn't act past the 10 years you know what I mean like, <laughs> well, I, don't have, I don't have the full details all it said was when I was reading through who the cast were maybe they was that they've, like, they've been married like two months after the movie finished I don't think that's the case uh-uh. but um maybe I, I'd have to look that up mm. alright well you, you look that up now didn't you have some homework from last week which homework was that you said you were going to check something out did you check you didn't oh did you? no no because we've already discussed that but there was one other thing oh um, so I apologise because it wasn't an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Right. Did I already... I don't even know if I've already said this or not. That's really sad. I'm going to have to go back and listen. But the guy who stars in that movie is Cary Grant. Uh, Lace. Uh, Ask Nick and Old Lace. Yes, that's right. I think you did say something to that effect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I said, so we'll have to watch it because I've got Cary Grant and we've got to make sure that... And we both went... <laughs> you've got to give someone two goes before you go, that's it. My perception of the movie might change, but right. I don't know. Okay. That's what I, I'm seeing from this. So. Uh, now, what was his mate? He just disappeared off the, the whole thing. Well, I don't even know if he was Jewish or not. Yeah. So, so you don't see what happens to him. He just, yeah. So it wasn't just me then? No, no, no. As soon as he, he okay. hooked up with Dora, yep. um, Guido, um, his mate just disappeared off it the It often place. happens like that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. That's what I just found so weird. Um, so yeah. there's, that's what I mean. There's sections of the start of the film. You could have almost started watching the film from the point where they got married. Yep. And it would have been a film. Mm. So that's what I mean. You could have almost cut out the first section. So it was just that was unusual. What do you think its weaknesses were? Well, that the fact that you could cut out half the film and still have a film. What and pad out the concentration camp? Well, I mean. But it needs well, the context of what it was like. I beforehand. know, but you could have pushed it into a shorter time period or made it a bit more 
got rid of there was a few extra things that weren't required or you could have looked into a bit more like Robin Hood the horse right you know you know you're just starting to see people getting a bit but you know funny the back story the of a horse isn't that important you know I didn't horse mean stands it. in paddock horse chews on daffodils so so I'm now being smacked in the head okay um, no I meant the fact that they started looking at um, persecuting Jewish people right um, I mean yes they're doing and he's taking it on as a funny thing and it, you know that's great but it's in this section of the start of the film that you could have cut completely mm. and maybe looked at different parts so interesting character type for a bookseller Guido well, well he was very witty and clever I mean he did all the riddles with the doctor remember that's true that's true so Although he just was I, I, I did lose I did lose the riddles in the context of the oh, way I was viewing it having, yes. having to read the sign <laughs> <laughs> but I mean there was there was one part there where um, at the you know how I said when he realised the doctor's not going to help him mm. and the doctor says oh because he goes doc you have to help us and he goes oh you, I've got this riddle from a friend and he goes um, what is yellow um, ugly and goes quack 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 and he goes, I've been thinking, it's been keeping me up at night. And really, he just wanted to talk to Guido about that, solely about that, mm. and not about helping him. No. And Guido's just looking at him like he's crazy, and I'm realising, oh, his friend's basically saying that he's yellow, he's a coward, um, that, you know, he's a, not really a doctor anymore because he's no. with the stress of and stuff. his environment is well, like I don't, I don't know. Then you go, well, what's the go? Is he just that stupid, or has it sent him over? Or So, I mean... There's little things like that that made you go, oh gosh, you know, because it was so hard. If you, you know, we're not having experienced that, but I mean, th- those little pockets of things like you said, the big pile of dead bodies and. Was the, um, in your mind, was the ending satisfactory for you? <sighs> Everyone oh. wants the dad to live, to, for Guido to live, but um, I'm glad he found his mum. I found it weird that they only had like a tiny bit of the grown up. Um, Gishu or Gishu or whatever his name is yep. talking so yep. I don't know I found that a bit weird like it was just sort of tacked on mm. I like the fact that he won a tank yep that you was know, great that was great <laughs> he's like it's true the Sherman comes roll around the corner and I was just I was standing there with the boy going yay <laughs> so that part of it I was like that is awesome yep. I'm glad he found his mum but I found that him talking over it only on that little section a bit weird. I mean, it rolled up really nicely. I, because I, I would have liked something maybe at the start saying this is my story, or you know, just to t- mm. it just felt a little bit tacked on at the end. Maybe. Otherwise, I thought that that tank section was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was the highlight of the film for me. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Okay, out of ten. Oh, I reckon I reckon a nine. Really? Wow. I, I like the second half so much. Right. Sorry. Yes, but if you like the, the second half so much and the first half irritated you, can not, you then... It, it didn't irritate me so much that it, I should down points on it. Okay. I want. I would like people Again, to watch Again, your this. generosity worth, has no bounds. I, no, if me saying nine means I think people should watch it, I would say, hi, I think you should watch this film. Where if someone said, what about North by North the West? I'd say... Oh, no, I, I can ask people to watch the film because I... Not if it's a low score, I have I a wicked sense of humour. Oh. <laughs> Cruel evil. <laughs> oh. yeah, it's no, it's no skin off my nose if I tell someone to watch a film. Okay, what did you think? I look, I'd give it a strong seven. Okay. I'd give it a strong seven because the first half was clearly annoying, um, and I look at it as a film, and it's got to hold you from beginning to end. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. What held you? 
I have to watch it. Oh, that's right for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait till my favourites come up. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to watch it. So, yeah, I okay, suffered a little bit Okay, if you didn't have to watch it, would you sat, have sat through it? <sighs> Knowing myself as I am? Yes. Uh, no. Really? Probably so not. So you would have missed the... Break. I would have... If I'd walked in after the, the credits just rolled at the start and I'd sat down and it was in Italian and and I was watching it and I was watching this idiot bouncing around the place and being a complete knob, um, I probably would have gone, do I really want to see this man's arc? Oh, okay. So we need to tell listeners to just... Grim and bear through the first half. Get that piece of leather, put it between your teeth, and (laughs) bear down. Bear down. You'll get through it. The second half's worth it. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, But yeah, so it lost points for being a bit. I try and keep my points up if I think the film should be watched. No, no, you can still look. No, I could give some. I could give a film a three. But if it's got a couple of things, I could say in the context that if you're interested in this, this, and this, I'd say, by all means, go and watch it. Being a five does not stop it from being enjoyable from somebody to somebody else's perspective as far as I'm concerned. So if I would watch... When I give... If I say to somebody, you know, I think you should watch it, bearing in mind who that person is, whether they'd be interested in something like this, whether they're... A, 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 a sentimental person. Like somebody should tell me I should watch that and I should put up with the start. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because I'm a very sentimental movie watcher sort of thing. And um, But if somebody wasn't and they just went, oh God, another Auschwitz movie, you know, <laughs> that's not much point because the first half is annoying and the second half is not what, you know, what they're into. Mm. So, so yeah, seven. Okay. And if you like, you know... Um, Auschwitz movies and things like that, then you know definitely watch it. Um, but it's look, it's more for me. It was a testament to humanity over mm. adversity, uh, as all those Auschwitz movies are. Um, I know it tears at the heart. <laughs> too soon, too soon. <laughs> but uh, oh god, we're going to get shot for this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, look, seven. Okay, awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we're going to take an intermission. Are we? Yes. And I'm going to finish my drink. Oh, mine's just about finished. <laughs> and my drink's significantly larger than yours. Yeah, That's a worry. You're larger than I am. This is true. So yes. It's not fair. You can't... No. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, so the next one we're going to talk about after our intermission is your one of your favourites. But, of course, we'll talk about that next. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> And we're back. This is why I can only have one drink per that's, podcast. That's, that's, that's why, yes, okay. Yes, point <laughs> take. And we're back. <laughs> so otherwise uh, it's just giggling incessantly yes. through the whole thing. Yes. Sorry, go yes. for it. Okay, the second film. Go. The Beast of War. <laughs> so I think people will just watch this just to see what type of films you like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... If, look, if people have watched this now, I'm sure... Well, I haven't you know, watched it yet. Good waiting, therapy. waiting to hear what you say. <laughs> what did you think, Pip? No, you've got to tell people what the film's oh. about. Okay. 
this is a psychological thriller between four men, five men in a tank uh, in Afghanistan in the Russian invasion in 1980. Uh, they were part of a platoon they, of four tanks. They went into an Afghan village, blew the bejesus out of it, killed 80% of the people, did war uh, atrocities, and basically behaved like Russians, you know, being very mean and nasty and all the rest of it, as the Americans perceive it. You know, they were being classically Russian. This is an American film made about their f plucky friends uh, from Al-Qaeda and... Keep going with the storyline. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And, um, yes, yeah, so they're showing the Russians to be bad people. Keep going. Anyway, this particular tank drives off into a cul-de-sac and gets separated from the rest of the, the tanks. And as it proceeds, it's then pursued by the Muhajideen. And um, basically... Who are? Who, I guess, would be um, uh, the Taliban nowadays. They're the same people. I know, but basically you're saying the leaders of that... Um, yes. Well, you had a young man was... whose brother was going to be the leader of the village, but his brother had been um, martyred, inverted commas, uh, by the Russian tank, and he finds out that his brother was killed, and uh, so he is then learning leadership under fairly arduous conditions. He's got a cousin who's uh, turned up and who's also... Um, very new world by uh, against his traditional standards and morals. And essentially this is a film about uh, conflicting cultural morals and there's a T-64 thrown in for good measure. Should I give a definition of the storyline now? <sighs> if you must. <laughs> Go on. So a Soviet tank unit um, destroys a village in Afghanistan in 1981, yep. so when... Um, Soviet Union was invading. Mm -hmm. um, the villagers want revenge and pursue the tanks, and one of the tanks gets lost. Mm -hmm. That's um, what I said. The commander, who's the commander of the tank, turns violent against um, his crew, targeting. I, I specifically would argue he was violent right from the start. Targeting specifically the Afghan um, ethnic member yes. of the tank, uh, who um, and the tank driver, because yes. he is friends with. But Steve. sometimes it's important to know if you can cross the river. But. It's a nice rounded story, <laughs> so people get the gist of what the oh, film's about. Okay, watch the film, people. You won't regret it, except if you like films that don't have massive amounts of death and destruction in it. Well, to tell you the truth, I found it a bit like um, a movie where uh, you know, like Steven Spielberg and Alfred Hitchcock, where they um, have films that might have a lot of violence mm. in them, but you don't actually see anything. So you don't actually see any blood or gore or anything, so... No, it's not a it's gory all, film. No, it's not I mean. Yes. So people... But the implied violence is massive. Oh, I know. The implied violence is massive, but mm. and people go, oh, this film is so horribly massive, massively violent and... Bleh. Mm. And I went... So I went into it going, oh, there's probably going to be blood and this and you'll see someone explode or whatever. Mm. And I didn't see any of it and I was quite you shocked. You did see a hand being pulled out of one of the tracks. Oh, yeah, but... Pff. I mean, it was a rubber hand. And it looked, it looked like, like a rubber hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very B-grade film. Yes. So it wasn't. It didn't have a massive shock, I need to go and vomit now. No, 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 nothing. Which I was like expecting. Oh, when okay. you said it's one of my favourites, I went... Oh, God. Well, I was going, oh, great, so now I'm going to have to go grab a bucket, make sure that I'm set Did up. the film surprise you? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm now, in shock. Now, can I just let the listeners know that for a week, Paul's been going... Did you watch the film? And I go, yes. And he goes, 
and we are not discussing this until the podcast. <laughs> and he go, oh, you horrible cow. <laughs> uh, and I've enjoyed that very much. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, I... Actually found it okay as far as B grade films go. Mm. I actually found like it ran well storyline wise. Yep. Entertained. Yeah. Mm. As in, I I didn't go out of the film and go that was the worst. However many. So you'd recommend it as a date movie? Um. Like a chick flick. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Come, sweetheart, I want you to watch one of my favourite films. I would be selective who I would say should watch this. Yes. Because I could see why some people would watch it and go, oh my gosh, that's horrible. And other people would watch it and go, actually, that's a good storyline. I enjoyed that for what it was. And some people would watch it just as a film. They wouldn't actually be thinking about the fact that this was actually occurring in Afghanistan in the 80s. And what about the music? Did it impact upon you at all? Um... Not as much as other films have. Right, because I thought the music is extremely late 80s, early 90s. Like, it was the techno kind of soulful whale, the Afghan... It was... It's... it's. When I first watched that film every time and I listened to that music at the start of it, it makes me mildly cringe. It's that bad. I just put it down to B-grade quality. Right, that's what I mean. It adds... If you didn't have that music there... <laughs> It would not feel like a B-grade movie. The music is kind of this blah kind of backdrop to the film. They could have got a composer instead of getting that off. Yes, but it's a B-grade film. Yes. So yes. they're not going to put millions upon millions of dollars into certain aspects of it. Well, they certainly didn't. So. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I was... I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised, but I was surprised... Mm. That it wasn't too bad. Did you have any empathy for any of the characters? I felt really bad for um, oh, what was the name of of the um, um Afghan guy? The the, the 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 girl. No 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 no, um the member the tank member who was Afghan. Oh the, uh, yes, I can't remember his name either. But yeah, he's he's played a thousand roles since then. Uh, uh, Samad. Yeah, Samad. Yes. Yeah. Very, I, he was in the. I, wait, I recognise you, and it took me a little while to yes, work very, it out. Because he's so young. You oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. I went, he was in The Mummy. Yes, he's been in everything. He's like, I every time they need a brown person, oh, they just God. wheel him out. No, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. This is the Hollywood. And he's uh, got that voice as well, though. He's a that's very talented right. yes. fellow. He's, he's got the. A, a you, British recognize, accent. you recognise him. Yes, he plays Indians, Pakistanis. It, Iranians, Egyptians. you know, anybody who's brown, essentially, you know. Well, I mean, um, the lead guy, the Kantaj, yep. he was actually Cuban-American. He wasn't Afghan. No. So, you know. B-grade. Well, part of, <laughs> no, part of me went, I wonder if they're actually speaking Afghanistan. And I'm, I thought, no, I'm not going to, it's a B-grade, I'm not going to get, it's not a Don't worry. Get, yes, it's, yes. Got, it's got the subtitles. That's right. And I was very surprised, because I know you're not a big subtitle fan. I'm thinking, we've watched two subtitle movies this week. I know. I know. We got um, there. And I was very... I guess if you've watched it so many times, you'd know it off by heart. I know it off by heart. Yes. But da, tank, Kabul. Can I just say, at yes. the very start, mm -hmm. my brain could not process the fact that there was American speakers. I'm thinking, hang on, why are there American people attacking Afghan people in the 80s? I could not for the life of me work it's, it out. It's completely it did my head in. Yes, because uh, you look at a Russian tank and it just looks like a tank. You don't immediately go, oh, T-64. 
No, I didn't. No. But that's... No. Any normal people will not notice that, but they'll go, why are these Americans here? And it's only until there's comments regarding Russians and you realise they've got all got Russian names that you go, oh, they're supposed to be Russian. A part of me kind of went, oh, I kind of wish they'd... Ha- I know this sounds stupid, yep. but had used Russian language or had a Russian accent just so that you could go, right, they're Russian. It felt would, would have felt more authentic. Possibly. Because it threw my it head probably, for It the probably first would. And, and I look, I think in today... Nowadays, for an American audience, they probably would get them to speak Russian. They'd have to find different actors, of course, because those guys might not be able to speak any Russian at all. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, um, you know, because people are, are more used to subtitles, where in the in the early 90s, I think people had a resistance to that sort of thing. But they and you didn't want it to get anyway in the, in the film. Well... But even if they just had Russian accents, you could yes. go, oh, they're Russian. Okay, we know what's going on. Because right. when, when the guy who's getting... You're talking like this, yes? <laughs> <laughs> we all they, have ridiculous Russian accents. When they're being incredibly violent to that bloke. Yes. Um, and he's saying, oh, we hate you Russians. I'm thinking, which Russians? These guys are American. My brain couldn't process it. Oh, okay. All right. And I felt really stupid about it because it took me like... Oh, a good 10 minutes to go, they're Russian. <laughs> so that part I wish had been slightly Perhaps bad. if I said something about it. But if I said something, then it would have contaminated your exactly. experience. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, there might be people out there going, wow, Pip's not very clever because everyone else might have figured it out straight away. And I'll, I'll back you, you up. You are very clever. Oh, thanks. There you go. <laughs> Free of charge. It's not, it's not true, but that's what I'm saying. People are probably going... Oh, that Pip. I mean, like in the greatest showman, I didn't know about the whole. Oh, you? <laughs> I'm not like that, really. <laughs> but if they'd spoken Russian or had Russian accents, I reckon it would have been a bit easier. Yes, but they didn't. No. So therefore, you were confused. Yes. yes. For a good ten, for a good ten minutes, because I were talk, kept talking about these Russian dogs, and I'm thinking, is there another section where these Russian people will show up? Did it feel Afghani? Like the in terrain? A, in a B-grade sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It felt alien what, and was it Was it shot in... Where was it shot? Pakistan, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was shot in Pakistan because... Um, I, I don't know. I'll have to go off... Maybe well, that's... No, right. I just read from the last film you meant, guess where that was shot. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but that was really, really obvious. And then it came out like it scrolled up the, you know, the Auschwitz and all the rest of it. Um I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really, really, really did. What? Um, Are you shocked that I enjoyed it? Mildly, yes. Really? I. What would you? Th- what do you think I would have not liked about it? I think the, the grotesque behaviour of some of the characters, uh, like driving over that Afghan on, with the tank. And I just assumed that actually would have happened. Oh yeah, it did. That's it what I mean. Did, but I mean, people sometimes are confronted with that sort of stuff when they watch a movie. And it can. But if these things really happened, I yes. mean, you know. Yes, it was. And the fact that practice. I didn't actually have to witness it happening, it was just implied. Therefore, you go right. It is a terrible time that's happening to these people. Their whole village is being destroyed, and people yep. are being murdered in terrible ways. Obviously, it's a real war scenario of something horrific. Mm. And let's go with the storyline. What were your feelings about the protagonist versus the um, tank boy? <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. The tank boy? Um, the driver the, no, with the glasses. Yes, yes. Didn't he keep calling um, the commander tank boy? Yes. Yeah. Hey, tank boy! <laughs> um, 
I can't remember seeing him in any other film after that. And I thought he was excellent in it. Um, I d- didn't recognise any films when I was reading it. So um, his name was Jason Patrick. And I don't yeah. remember... I, like, I'm looking at the list of films he was in and I'm like, I haven't seen any of those. No. So maybe we'll have to watch it as an obscure film, one yes, of, one of yes. his films. We'll, we'll set up a camp for him as well. Yes, but as in, it might be a separate camp. Yes, yeah, so it's a different camp of really good actors who, whose careers never went anywhere. Well, as in he did a good job acting, but it's a B-grade film. So maybe he's just Maybe a just actors actor. that we like. Yes, yes. But I, I, look... Little I, shrines I, I, in I the thought, corner. How about when he was on The Rock? <laughs> With the grenade behind him. The grenade behind him. Oh, the dog's behind the dog, him. Just, and the grenade goes and blows up the dogs. <laughs> I thought, oh, gosh. Yes. Talk about rock and a hard place. I mean, that oh, was no, just... no, I meant more gosh. Oh, yes, how, how wonderful that it blew up the dog that was trying to yeah. chew on him. The very first time, I remember the very first time I saw that and then the women t- showed up straight after that, <laughs> I thought, well, that's the end of that character because obviously, <laughs> like, because the, kill, the film was killing off characters left, right and centre sort of thing and I just thought, oh, that's him done now. The shift will go back to Tank Boy and see if he can get out, you know. And he got through and then it all turned and twisted and became really intriguing. Like, you can see what I'm saying about it being a psychological thriller. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that he got his comeuppance yes, as well. Yes, so. yes, I, I, um, I, I thought he was he did a tremendous job, the, 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 the villain. And at first I was thinking, I can't believe these helicopter guys are just letting them go. Then I went, right, they're not American, they're Russian, and back then they were incredibly hardcore about following yep. the commander and looking after their stuff and yep. they were incredibly... Dedicated is can I use that word? Disciplined. Yes. So that's what I mean. So again, if it'd been to get you away from the thought of how Americans work in war and to how Russians work in war, it would have been better for me. If they'd Russians just so get American. the shit done. I mean, that's well, that's, that's what, that's what their, their MO is. They just get it done. It doesn't matter how many people get killed, they get it done. You don't go to war with Russia. Mm. You just yeah, ask Napoleon. Doesn't work out. <laughs> ask Hitler. <laughs> that's what I mean. So. If, if that had been a bit different, then you can sort of go, right, well, that's right, because in World War Two, the Russians were actually shooting their soldiers to make them go back to war. So you yep. could actually see why he would make the, those guys back in and those helicopter guys wouldn't have said anything. I mean, he was his character was clearly suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, he was you know. totally crazy. Yeah, mad as a cut snake. <laughs> um, and, and, like... I just thought, when those two guys had to grab the fuel and take the, like, the, what was it? 80 litres of diesel to get a tank to drive a whole day back through a thing. I thought, that's going to get him about 20 kilometres. Yes, but other people won't know this. You're looking at it from a... I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. It's a V12 motor, for God's sake. Okay, anyone who knows about tanks, just go into this with an open mind. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) It's like Fury, you know, with the Tiger. Tiger tank shoots up and, a, and the shell bounces off the side of a Sherman, you know, oh, at point blank range. I, I can't I, watch those sort of films with my husband or you. I know. I just, well, he's I just yelling abuse at <laughs> the TV like, what never happened? Maybe, oh, it's just a film. Watch it. Maybe it was just a hardwood log on the side of the tank. <laughs> it's just hardwood. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, I, you can see why I love it. And it's not for the reasons you would have thought. No, I was expecting something really gory and horrible and no. makes you go, oh, I, don't, I don't have to go kill myself now. I'm not huge into gore, believe it or not. I just assume you like dark, black, whole movies. You do yeah, a little I bit. Yeah, I do. Oh, yes, yes. No, I do have but this a, wasn't a, one a dark of them. streak. Yes. Um, to me, it just had the, the storyline of the, you know, he becomes the hero and it's like it had a traditional hero arc in it. 
I, I like when the traditional hero is lurching dangerously towards becoming a maniac. Like, oh yes, yes, because he could have killed yes, killed them all, and he yes. didn't. He chose not to. Yes, you know, because yes. he was clearly like he was trying to. He was shooting an RPG into the side of a tank. Oh yeah, you know, and yeah. worlds were shot. You know, point blank range. <laughs> he had no the glasses muzzle. on. <laughs> That's not an excuse. Oh, God. I would have taken that shot. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> anyway, yes, that the fact that he didn't kill them at the end, but he still got his canuppance at the end, yes. Yep, yep. Um, all right, What's what else? Uh, the... Becoming a maniac. Like, oh, yes, yes, because he could have killed, yes, killed them all and he, yes. didn't, he chose not to. Yes, you know, because yes. he was clearly... Like, he was trying to. He was shooting an RPG into the side of the tank. Oh, yeah. You know, and... Yeah. Worlds were shot, you know, point blank range. <laughs> he had no the glasses muzzle. on. <laughs> That's not an excuse. Oh, God. I would have taken that shot. Wow. <laughs> B, I was also expecting it to be slightly dark and horrible because um, Kevin Reynolds was the director. Right. And he did like Robin Hood Prince of Thieves where. It was pretty horrible and you could actually see people getting their hands chopped off in the yep. torture room and yep. the guys getting his tongue chopped out and all those sorts of Did things. Did you do Prince of Thieves after Beast of War? Um, yes. And he also did Waterworld and and um, The Count of Monte Cristo and so all those sorts that of films. That was a good film. I enjoyed that. So obviously you're a Kevin Reynolds fan. <laughs> oh, perhaps, I, I mean. perhaps I like his style. Maybe. Okay. Mm. But... um. Because a lot of these films have sort of had that dark edge to them. I was mm. expecting that to be dark, and I didn't find it that It's a dark. shame that he enabled Kevin Acosta, though. <laughs> I mean, the man should have been shown the door years ago. Well, Fortunately, people have come to They must have, have liked sense. each other very much because they kept working together. Mate, I've got another film for you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yes, no, he's, he's a shocker. Um... That's what I mean. I was ex- those are the two reasons I was sort of going and going. Yeah. Can we okay. put Kevin Costner in the camp? Yeah, haven't we Straight watched any films? No, you've got to pick a film with him oh, in it first. That means I have to watch a film with him in it. Yes. So you've okay. got to put a couple up first. If anyone has a particular film they like with Kevin Costner in it. Um, oh, please, people, don't do not do this to me. <laughs> I don't want to go. This is not a Kevin Costner po- podcast. Well, no, you can't stick him in the camp till you've watched him twice. That's the deal. Uh, look, yes, I, look. I enjoy it. And, and I also enjoy the historical ironical twist of the fact that it was a film made by Americans to show the plucky little Mahajadeen fighting against the evil Russians. <laughs> and then after 9-11, it's, the, it's those bastard Mahajadeen, you know, slash uh, Taliban. Oh, it just uh, depends yeah. where you're standing at oh, the time. Oh, it's beautiful. I just love the irony of it, you know, because now after 9-11, you don't see films which are particularly... Um, Sympathetic to the, well, it the Islamic. What era the films made? I mean, whether it's the evil Russians or the evil um, well, terrorists. Well, that's, or... that's that's the whole that's, that's a whole, the whole point. Thing, it's delicious it? for me. I love that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, oh, so the question is, what do you rate it? Well, is as it's my favourite film. <laughs> is it a question? Um, I have to interrupt for two seconds. Yeah. Is it your all-time favourite film? It is my all-time favourite film. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It is my all-time favourite film. I love it. Shock. I, 
Yeah, well, I said that last week. I know, but I'm still shocked. Well, why? It's I, terrific. It's, well, it's, yeah, okay. But I've loved it for years, though. This is it. This, because I've loved it for oh, so long. Oh, it has long, a little spot in your heart. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it's like your first girlfriend, you know. It's, you, you <laughs> always look back and go, Beast of War, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Beast of War. So, yes. Okay, so what do you give it then? I give it a six. As your most favourite film, yep. you give it a six? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Is it worth more than that? No. There you go. <laughs> It's, it's my favourite film. I think it's worth a six as a film, but it's still my favourite. Wow. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll See, give... I'm very fair. I, 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 well, there you go. <laughs> I'm again, shocked. That's twice. Damn. People don't believe I'm fair, but I'm fair, God damn it. <laughs> um, I'll give it a six too, only because I thought the storyline was pretty good. Yep. Um. And it was all it's right. the strongest part of it. As I said, the psychology that goes on in that movie is second to numb, numb, or none, numb, numb. <laughs> and numb, numb. I want my drink back. Give it back. <laughs> I think that's going to be your last one. <laughs> no. So Alfred Hitchcock, if he's still alive, you should take note. But he wasn't, so you know, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> um, when did he die? He died of a. I, I don't know. I haven't looked that up. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, I give it a six. Um, you gave it a six? Would, would I tell people that they should watch it? Uh, it depends on how they... No, I wouldn't I wouldn't like go up to my friends and go, oh my gosh, you so have to watch this film. It's so fabulous. There would be certain that. friends that you could say you definitely should watch this. Who? You. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I'll take you up on that offer. <laughs> I think the film's okay. Yes. And people have to go into it knowing it's B-grade. And, and it has a very select audience. Oh, look, if you look at it as a storyline thing, you don't mm. have to look at it as the Soviet Union against um, Afghanistan. No. It's just a story. I mean, you're looking at it purely for the storyline. And, and the that it's B-grade. And the fact that there's this dirty great big tank that gets to be driven around all the way through the film and you get to see a tank driving around all through the film. So if you like just looking at the storyline... Or a tank. Or a tank. <laughs> this is the film for you. <laughs> with B-grade. <laughs> Uh, oh, anyway. I'm a sad individual. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I get to pick the next favourite. Oh, so what are you picking? Oh, well, I'm not saying that yet. Well, you uh, have next, to because No, you're... I don't. Because oh. we're going to say what uh, films we're looking at next week. Right. And that's going to be the newish film and our slight classic film. So have you got them selected? We have them selected. So we're going to do a... Um, do you want to pause for a sec? We'll select no. it and then... We've already not? selected them. We've discussed it. Well, what are they? Tell um, the people. Blade Runner. Yay! And Blade Runner... 2049. Okay. So actually, which is interesting because we'll get to see if the first film is just as good as the second film. Or the second film lives up to the hype of the first. That's it. Yes. So it'll be interesting to look at. So the new film is so Blade Runner 2049 and the classic film will be Blade Runner, which I know is a little bit after the I suspect. We had, but anyway. I suspect very strongly. I'm going to make a prediction here. Can I, I say before you predict, I yeah. haven't seen either of them. Neither have I. Really? No, oh. that's what I'm saying. We're oh, both wow. going in. Complete, complete Blade Runner virgins on this. <laughs> no, we are. Because I suspect, and look, all my friends love Blade Runner. You know, I, and a lot of people love Blade Runner. It's held up as the quintessential futurist movie well, it's been put, it's of all classic, time. So. It is a classic. It's a classic. It's, you know, um, you know. You can't, you haven't seen it. No, I know. But this is what people keep telling me. Oh, you know, okay. And I've, you know, I've 
had other things to do at the time instead of sitting down and watching it, like washing the dishes and things like that. So, you know. <laughs> Brushing your hair. <laughs> it's not, as far as I understand, it's about um, what is humanity through the view of robots, you know. Well, it sounds like your sort of film. Possibly, but if it's done badly... It won't be. It'll stop being my sort of film very, very quickly. You have to still watch it. And because it was done, what, 82, 83? Oh, I think it was 83. Oh, it was let, me 83. Dub- let me double check that. I think that. it was 83. I'll check that through yes. the week. Folks, it was done in 83. Don't say lock that in until we've looked it Absolutely up. Absolutely lock it in. Lock it in, Eddie. <laughs> um, so, I don't think it's going to hold up. I think we'll sit there and we'll watch it with 2018 eyes at a... What is it? 40-year-old film? Yeah, but that's most of the With classic films. Harrison Ford running around going, I look like at Harrison, me, I'm I famous. I like Harrison Ford. Uh, I do. I think Harrison Ford is awesome. Uh, yeah. Okay. But I haven't seen... Haven't Does seen he get a free pass? Is that what no, you're saying? No, no, no. He doesn't get a free pass. Nobody gets a free pass in my book. What about Cary Grant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this poor man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Cary Grant. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's watch rubbish, you, Do you know what's going bastard. To um, the Kerry Grant fan club contacting us going, that's it. You, you can't talk about Kerry Grant. He was a cultural icon. Damn, fuck off. You know. But yeah, so we're going to watch those films and let you know what we think and then you can decide though. Yes. If Look, folks, if you love Kerry Grant, feel free to let me know through the Facebook page Actually, and, and I know, shall put you straight. Let us know which film to watch of Kerry Grant. Yes. If there which is a is good, good Kerry Grant film, by all means tell us and we'll we'll put it through the paces whether it gets across the line for Pip and Paul. Please don't pick Arsenic and Old Lace so, though that might be have, have to be You've, the one. I don't no, know. you just put the mocker on it now. No, that's it. We'll have to pick another one. Yeah, so we're not doing Arsenic and Old Lace. I'll see which ones he's won awards for and right. we'll pick one of those. He will, he will not have won awards. I'm sure. Man he... can't act. No, but he's like an icon for that era. Did he get an Academy Award? I don't know. I'll have to... Again, we'll look this Again. up. Again. Stop putting me on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> you can't put me on the spot because I have to go and look things up. See, that's where you're wrong. I can and often do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so the second one should be quite good because it's going to live up to the hype of a film that's possibly not that great. You can't even say... You haven't seen it. I know. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> I get to be the conceited one, remember? <laughs> Since when? Oh, like, oh, how long have you known me? <laughs> anyway, so we hope you've enjoyed listening to us ramble on. Ramble on. Being offensive generally. Oh, I didn't think... We, I thought we were... I was good. You were... <gasps> I've been on the nose that time, oh. I'm afraid. Yep, yep, sorry. You were. Oh, so... No, I was offended. I was. I said good things about your film. I know, I found it genuinely offensive, some of the things that you said. I'll never say I like one of your films again. <laughs> Excellent. But um, No, because part of me goes, oh, for my favourite film, I'd love to pick something horrible that Paul will hate. But then... um. But you know what I'll hate. I know, but then I'll have, have to watch it too. It'll have Cary Grant in it. No, but it's going to be one of the films I like, so... Like, like what? Well, I'm not going to say. What? Oh, God, you keep things close to the chest. Oh, yeah. Oh, for God's Sit sake. Sit there All and right. suffer. All right, well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen... And on that bombshell, (laughs) (laughs) this is Paul. Oh, and Pip. Gosh, that sounds really silly. Oh, well, we're getting better than last week. That was just just a train wreck. Oh, well, we'll, we promise. Oh, we've just train wrecked this one now. Good on you. That was you. That wasn't me. You're the one who started with, this is Paul. All right. See you later, guys. Ciao. Bye.